the Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jamison. With me is Daniel Trainer. Trainer? Did I say your name wrong? You'd, yeah, you said it wrong. And Daniel, it is a landmark episode of the Popcorn Boys. I forgive you for saying my last name wrong, despite our, I don't know, how many years of friendship? Don't worry about it. Haven't learned it yet. <laughs> because you are correct. In many ways, this episode is what I have always envisioned. This is what it's all this is, been building towards. It's all been about this. Episode 20. And some people said, you guys will never make it to episode 20. I heard this. People were saying that on the street. I'd walk by, oh, they're not going to make it. We're at episode 20. 20. 2-0. 2-0. Wow. And we're keeping them coming. And we're coming in hot. <laughs> hey. That's my line. Sorry. This week's reason for the season. Now, I said it was a land. Okay, that's my saying. I know. I was setting you up for it. But oh. Go back. Say I it again. I said it was a landmark episode. Landmark theaters? Well, we did, in fact. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Go to the landmark theater. Oh, I'm looking for a better word than go to. Visit. Eh. Uh. Uh. Uh, occupy. Uh, right, never mind. We went to the landmark theaters this week to see the guilty. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. It'll come up. Nothing has ever mattered more. All right. Well, whatever. Daniel, twentieth episode. Reason for the season. What is it? Go. Set us up. Ladies and gentlemen, today we celebrate a man. So illustrious, so talented, so beautiful that I will just say it right now, I joined a fan club for him when I was in high school. Oh, no, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. The one, the only, Jacob Gyllenhaal. Is it, is it Jacob? Don't know that for sure. I'm gonna check on. That. I can only imagine. I believe it's. Hold on. Is he, J he Jake by birth? Hold on. It is Jacob. Thank God. Jacob Benjamin. Jacob Benjamin. Wow, what a solid name. Jacob Benjamin Gyllenhaal. Don't you feel weird? Do you ever find out when someone like someone is just named like their birth name is like Mike, or their birth name is like uh, what's another example of this? I don't know what you're saying. So Rob, I... or like their nick, their birth name, like their birth name would have been Jake. Their, oh, their birth okay. name would have been the mean. shortened version. And you're throwing, you like you call them. Oh yeah, it's like you can't just do that. You're like, what's up, Michael? And they're like, actually, actually, it's Mike. It was only ever Mike. That's psychotic. Also, to name a child Michael is so weird to me. Yeah. Not like, if I ever have children, and God forbid, please don't. But if I ever did, I wouldn't I wouldn't go the route of like I wouldn't name someone something so stupid where it's like, you know, helicopter. Right. But I wouldn't name someone Michael. No offense to the Michaels listening. You're beautiful. We love you. Yeah. But I wouldn't like I'd have some fun with it. I mean, we're a Daniel and a Kyle here. We're you know, we're 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 nothing special. How dare you? How dare you? Jacob Gyllenhaal. 
Does anyone ever call you Danny? Yeah. Some of my family members, yeah. Hmm. Well, I did tell you I did try to famously go by Danny for about a year. Oh, you tried it and it just didn't take? It did not stick, no. Interesting. Unfortunately, unfortunately not. I'm not a Danny, though. And I yeah, I know we that. We know. <laughs> what does that mean? You're a Daniel. <laughs> but see, most it's funny because you call me Daniel more than anybody else. Interesting. A lot of people call me Dan. Well, you introduced yourself to me as Daniel. And so did I see, I don't know my name. I don't know. I don't know my name. That's always been sort of a, big I'm not thing sure if me. you did actually, I don't know my name. I feel like I overheard other people calling you Daniel and I just went with it. Who? I don't know. Other people at work. Oh, you know where we met. I know. God. Anyway, we're off track. This is the Jake Gyllenhaal celebration episode. But before we celebrate <sighs> Jake Gyllenhaal, it's time for a brief box office challenge recap. Yeah. Uh, very brief this week. Only one. Only, we only had one new movie come out that either of us drafted this week, and it was. <laughs> it was Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen foolishly drafted. Hey, here, here's something. Hey, Dear Evan Hansen, you're a flop. <laughs> Make some more money. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen has garnered to this point eight point nine million dollars. I will say in nearly a full week. Dear Evan Hansen is the rare movie that I drafted that I was happy to see flop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The cumulative standings. Yeah. uh, What was that word? Cumulative. Yeah. I I struggle with that. Do you have words that you can't say? Yeah. I can't remember what they are until the moment it happens, but. Right. I had one on the tip of my tongue. Maybe my tongue is like, you don't want to say that. I mean, this is like a George Bush, like, you know, nuclear. 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 Yeah. It's something like that. What can I say? Anyway, go on. Think it over. Get okay. back to us. I'll get back to you in about an hour. Uh, Daniel has, we told Danny. you a few weeks ago that he took the lead. Danny, I would like you to call me Danny from now on. He has not yet crossed the 1 billion mark. Hmm. 919 hmm. million. I'm sitting at 750 million. Oh. Uh, but the contest is starting to really heat up as we're... Dipping our toes into these Heat up. fall it's movies. Basically over, but, you know, best of luck to you and not yours. True. Uh, not, not even remotely true. Oh, okay. I mean, considering Spider-Man is going to make, I don't know, 200 million more than the next biggest movie well, of the year, that's going to close some gaps now, isn't it? Well, we'll find out. Well, this weekend, we're going to learn some things about where your trajectory is headed as you have... Uh, and Venom. it's only going up, 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 up. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. In parentheses at the box office. And The Addams Family 2. Dun, 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 Box office hit. Anyway, that's all. We're not messing around with the box office recap this week. No. We've got bigger fish to fry. Well, also, we're talking about someone who never really makes much of a dent at the box office. Ooh. Uh, My baby true? boy. Listen, is that true? I guess that's true. Uh, kind yeah. of true? I mean, you know, Spider-Man notwithstanding. Hmm. Listen. Looking over the list now. We're talking about my baby, Jake Gyllenhaal. Somebody I have loved and admired and, um, you know, done other things with. Uh, with? Or two. <laughs> well, two. <laughs> With two. Who can really say? Oh, well, sometimes know. it feels like in he... your imagination. <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> sometimes it feels like he's there. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, one of the most enigmatic 
interesting and uh I, I well despite the fact that i just said that nobody goes to see his movies like successful i mean he is he is an unabashedly a-list actor yes and has been for decades and that is yeah that's tough to do and we'll get into why uh the fact that he sort of has maintained that despite a very very interesting track record uh to be sort of a feat of uh, of science. Jake Gyllenhaal is 40 years old. Wow. And he has been a full-blown star for 20 years now. Yep. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start this conversation with a discussion of his newest movie, The Guilty. Yeah. Coming is, to Netflix I this weekend. I believe available now on Netflix as you're listening to this. Uh, Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we saw it. We went to the landmark theater, the aforementioned, to see it. Uh, now, can I ask you? You know, when when Jake comes out with a movie, you can't wait for Netflix. See, this is the dedication that we have for Jake. Okay, we could see this movie. Well, I, you know, I say for free. I hate when just say for, say for free. For free. I, I, we, but we all get it. We could okay. We could watch it on streaming starting Ugh. tomorrow. But no, listen, we go see Jake in theaters. Okay. Well, I mean, you got those $7 Tuesdays at the Landmark. Oh, my Might God. As well be free. Do people know about this? We, you shouldn't be saying that. People. Okay, also, we haven't talked about this. I think... So, you and I have been to more movies than most in this sort of, like, weird uh, quasi-post-COVID era, sure. right? Since theaters have been back open. Right. Was the screening of The Guilty... The biggest threat of COVID you felt in the theater itself? Why we were that? in there with some interesting people. Yeah, well, there, <laughs> there weren't many, though. No, but all of them were coughing. I, I remember one guy, one guy noticeably coughing. Oh, yeah. He also left during the climax of the movie, which was funny. <laughs> he, like, went to the bathroom during the, the only moment you, it like, couldn't the, miss for the story. <laughs> it was the only time where I felt like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be here. I didn't. I. I didn't. It didn't get that far for me. But I'm glad we were because we got to see the guilty. There were only like there were less than ten people in the theater. There were one, two, three, four. I think. I mean, other than us, there were only what four others. Four or five, yeah. And they all felt like carriers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the guilty okay. and Jake in the guilty. Basically, we're saying should people be watching the guilty this weekend or you know wherever you're listening to this in the future? Well, so. This movie is... This movie is a movie. That's the most I can really say about it. How's that? What do you mean? Well, I think it it feels perfectly concocted for sort of a Netflix era. And that's not... I don't know. It is a knock. But it's a 90-minute movie. Yes. Jake, they filmed it in 11 days. I saw that. Do you see that? We were well, talking about this after. And that checks out. I didn't they filmed see it, that or staff, Jake but... filmed it in 11 days. It feels very hurried. It feels very frantically made. There's not much going on. But at the same time, it's a 90-minute movie that's going to be on Netflix starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And it just feels like something that you could throw on. And It's an easy watch. It's an easy watch. And, like, nobody... Jake, again, occupies this space where, like... Everybody is kind of on board. Am I wrong in that? He appeals to everybody. Yeah, you never hear like, you know who I don't like? Jake Gyllenhaal. And if you do, I swear to 
Turn the podcast off. Turn off now. Um. So we're not gonna give anything away about this about this movie because other than it's other than the fact that it is unfortunately bad. Yeah. Yes. Well. Yes. I would. I would. I, I will. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure. I would say it's bad. I will go as far as to call it bad. I will say it's not good. Okay. So what is that then to you? Eh, it could be somewhere in the middle. Okay. So what is in the middle of bad and not good? Uh, eh, just meh. Meh. Okay. Sure. So here's what is good about this movie. Okay. You already said it's 90 minutes. <laughs> thank and and thank God for that. It's short. Uh, it is a thriller that does a decent enough job of of keeping the tension up throughout. Um, what else is good? What else? Is good? <laughs> oh, that's always that's a good sign. No, listen. What we so in this movie, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a nine one one operator who has been uh, forced to do that job because he has, you know, unfortunately killed somebody as a cop. You know, he has killed someone as a cop, and that is not good. Uh, but then gets put on this beat of uh, being a nine one one operator, and I would go as far as to say that he is probably the worst person to ever do a job in movie history. Absolutely, he he is absolutely unhinged. <laughs> the idea that he wouldn't be fired from this nine one one call center in seconds seconds into the movie oh sure he does mm, over the 90 minutes i would say he does 97 things <laughs> separate things that would have got him fired now i mean maybe most especially telling people who can't call 911 to get help themselves <laughs> he's just like shut up yeah call please, back later yeah please hang up call back later yeah i, I <laughs> he gets like reprimanded from his boss multiple times and just keeps doing the same thing yeah, it's but insane. the best part of, the best part of the movie so the again, I don't want to give too many things away here, but the va- the vast vast majority of the movie takes place in the actual call center, and so you're just kind of sitting with Jake the entire time, which is the kind of framing device of of the movie, uh, and also seemingly a budget saver. I guess well. I know. I mean, this movie cost fourteen ninety nine to make, <laughs> um, but again, you're getting at something here though. In the fact that, like, yeah, the movie's not very good, but you're just hanging out with Jake. Right. And Jake's wearing a I mean, short is... sleeve polo, and sometimes he puts his arms on the table. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is in, I want to say, every single shot of this movie? Is that Pretty much. There's that one scene where they, like, which it, it's weird. It's the only time they do it in the movie where they go outside of the call center to show that they'd pulled over a van. But even then, didn't they just kind of like half dissolve it in? Mm. Did they ever go fully to I don't I think, think they did. I feel like they did, but it's only for like a second. They you know. did that a couple times where they kind of, you like, they like almost merged the image. So you're still looking at mm. Jake, but then I think like they did, but a couple, maybe once or briefly. twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's I mean, very brief. Yeah, you, the camera never leaves him. Um, the and, funny and, God, is, and and God bless that camera. You know that camera. Thank you for your work. So so the the there there are fun things to kind of take away from this movie. Even you know some some of the more goofy moments. And, yeah. and it's a thriller that has some legitimate tension. And I think Jake has a decent enough performance in it to kind of he's fine. Uh, carry it across the goal line of 
of this is a watchable movie that you're not going to be like, this is so bad, I'm turning it off. It's Sure. You might want to get to the end. Um, but I, just now I was thinking, so about halfway through the movie, uh, so the first half of the movie, Jake is in this 911 call center where there's probably, I don't know, six other 911 operators and a sure. supervisor or something like that. And then about halfway through the movie, he just, for reasons <laughs> really unexplained, just kind of moves to a different office where he's by himself. Yeah. And I'm just now realizing that the guy next to him probably got COVID, right? When they were shooting and they were like, oh, oh. shit. We should put, we got to put him somewhere else. <laughs> like we Interesting. It, it, Maybe. I assume this was done during the pandemic. Uh, sure. Because there's not re- – I mean, I guess there's a, a story reason to set him off on his own. But, like – Interesting. It doesn't really make sense. They're, he's just yeah. like, can I work over here now? And they're like, oh, sure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a movie that doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense. And, like, despite popular belief, I actually have never been a 911 operator. But, like – so much of what happens in the movie just feels completely insane. You know, Look, just... You, you, why we, are we so obsessed with 911? We can't stress this enough. Why are we so obsessed with 911? There are so many movies. There's famously a TV show. There are two TV shows called 911. Yeah, Rescue 911. Well, Rescue 911, of course, huge for me. No, well, but I mean, I mean on the air right now. There's two now? Well, there's 911, and there's 911, I think it's called Lone Star. Reno 911? Well, Reno 911 on Quibi, famously. Rebooted by Quibi. <laughs> Quick fights. Well, the reason, I mean, it, it is kind of just. It's an easy storytelling device. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 built-in drama because people who are calling 911 are having emergencies, and so you're just oh, kind of forced. Oh, you forget about that. Into, you forget about you know, the emergency the, app. Yeah. That's that's why you would call. Do you remember the Do you remember the call? What call? Halle Berry in the call. Oh, the call. She played a nine one one operator. I did not see the call. Is there a like what job gets portrayed more in media than a nine one one operator? I mean, there's there's, but like that is so you know. And no, listen, no offense. I know a lot of nine one one operators. Listen, but your job is not that exciting. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you try Should to, we, wait. <gasps> if you try to solve the crimes while you're answering, well, this, this is the time. Thing. Then we don't have. We don't listen. It's insane. Should we call nine one one right now and Ooh. see what happens? Yeah. If you call nine one one, do they come no matter what? That's a thing, right? Uh, I. That can't be a thing. How many cars are there? Cars. Cars. How many cars are there? What are you talking about? Like police when, cars, well, a squad car. I'm sorry. Well, nine one one is like. A, but I'm saying you're not calling the police station when you call nine one one. I know. I saw the guilty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you call nine one, if I called nine one one right now, I remember what hearing, would happen. I mean, and then you just like hung up or whatever. Right. I'm not sure. I mean, I've never called nine one one in my life, so I don't know how it works. I have. I I, I remember hearing stories or something about how they automatically have to send a car or something but i don't know if that's ever that's what i'm saying also how many cars are there it might be different in say the suburbs than it is in oh sure los angeles sure 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 instance yeah okay so if you're listening higher volume so if you're listening to this in the suburbs call 911 (laughs) right now and tell me how long it takes for somebody to get there call 911 and hang up Right, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Hang up, and I'll do the same and right now. see if they show up. 
If we'll time it for real. If I called nine one one right now and hung up, do you think somebody would be here by the time that the podcast was over? No, I don't think anyone would show up. Well, that sucks. But it's also like you're, you'd be calling on your cell phone. It's not like you have a landline that they can track. They know exactly where it is. Like a landline. Who's calling nine one one from a landline other than my grandfather? <laughs> I, that's my point. Is it's not like your phone. You know, it has a location, but it could be someone walking past this building or whatever. It's not like, you know, back in the day when you called 911, it was all from a landline. And so they would know exactly where the call came from. So, so it you're makes telling it easier. me 911 technology has gotten worse. Yeah. There's no way that's true. What are you talking about? You they can't. T- if I call 911, they can't tell where my phone is? No, right. what's the point? You're in an where apartment are my tax building. What are going? they going to do? Knock on every single door trying to figure out who called? Yeah. No. I would hope so. Ugh, brutal. If if you know what, if one of my neighbors called nine one one, I don't care if they knock on my door. I would try to help. I would I would go knock on doors with them. I've never disagreed with a statement. Do you know more anyone who's a cop? Life. Huh? Do you know anyone who's a cop? I have some like high school friends that are cops, but I no one I am uh, currently close friends with is a police officer no. and thank god for that back the blue <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i j- just real quick he's kidding <laughs> <laughs> yes um again too no much one, time too much time so the guilty we, we've spent far too much time on the guilty all you need to know is no one has ever 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 been worse at a job than Jake Gyllenhaal's character is at being a 911 off operator in this movie. So if you want to see that with that mindset, yeah, check it out. Throw it on Netflix. It's an enjoyable and, watch. Yeah, you if you're look looking for something time. that the whole family won't be like, this sucks, eh, put it on. The whole family won't be like, this yeah. sucks? But if you had like a family of five, which imagine. <laughs> oh. Imagine having a family of five. I mean, no offense to, you know, your, you know, your family. But, uh... Imagine. Offense, How do you pick Offense some- taken, first of all. Well, but I'm saying, if this is, it's a good example. Imagine you're growing up. You uh-huh. throw on the guilty. Nobody's complaining. Or everyone's complaining? It's not No, nobody's complaining. So you're saying it's just good enough to not complain. Well, your about brothers it. don't even watch movies. Yeah, they do. What is the last movie that one of your brothers saw in theaters? In theaters, I don't know. My brother doesn't watch movies either. It's interesting. We come from families where our brothers don't watch movies. And my we watch... I would argue maybe too many. They don't go to the theater very... They've got kids, the whole thing. I spilled water all over myself. Oh, good. Uh, anyway. Oh, so kids. that's the guilty. Check it out. Don't check it out. Doesn't Take really him matter. to the Adams Family 2 this weekend. Go on. So let's... Let's spin this back. Let's, let's bring it all the way back to... Let's do it. Jake. Let's go through Jake's career. Oh, God. Uh, Nothing I've ever wanted to do more. We're going to fly through the notable movies. Yeah, I'm sure we'll fly over through. Over his... I'm sure we'll fly right through. 20-ish year career thus far. We'll talk about our favorites, our least favorites. We'll talk about his award snubs. I... Just be prepared for that. And we'll talk about... I'll be getting real uh, mad. We'll, we'll, for each movie, we we'll, we will give a score from one to one hundred on how hot he is in the movie. <laughs> I mean, 
one to one. I mean, there's nothing that's less than a 95 <laughs> other than maybe. Well, hold on. No, we're, we're on the, but we're on the Jake. We're on scale. the Jake. Well, that's so hard though. I mean, like what is, okay. Okay. Keep All right. Going. So first, uh, 1991's city slickers. What, what's your hotness level for Jake? Uh, Jake. So Jake is how old in city slickers? I think, uh, 10? is he legal? Oh, 10. <laughs> 10. Okay. So a hundred. All right. So, Jake was a child actor who had a few things. We're skipping past that. We're getting to the the real movies, which the for all intents and purposes starts in 1999 with October Sky. Yeah. So, this is kind of wave one of Jake's career is this early range. It's 99's October Sky. Then 2001, Donnie Darko, Bubble Boy, uh, something called Lovely and Amazing. I've seen it. Don't... Don't do something called Lovely and Amazing. That's a I good, don't know what that is. It's a good movie. Uh, 2002, he does The Good Girl, Highway, and Moonlight Miles. So that's kind of wave one of the Jake Gyllenhaal experience. This is his twink Daniel, era. Your thought is what? His twink era? How's that? How so? It's his twink era. Explain. He looks like a twink, and it's an era. Why does he look like a twink? Because he does. He's like skinny and I mean he's like skinny and hot. I mean not that all twinks are hot. I mean no offense to twinks. Our twink our most people listen to the show are twinks. What's going on? Is it is, twink, is, is twink a look? Do you not know this? Not really. Please You're explain. You're than me. A twink is like a like sort of a skinny like a skinny gay man. Okay. Is a twink. I didn't realize it was a specific look. About, I guess I didn't really know what the term meant. Yeah, he's a twink. <laughs> I mean, not really. He's like, I mean, but that's how to describe that era. Uh, and I, the only things I want to touch down on there are The Good Girl, which is a movie that I really like and also stars Jennifer Aniston in one of her best film roles. Jennifer Aniston, underrated film actress. And honestly, an underrated actress in general. She's great in office space. She's fine in office space. Not really my thing. But uh nice. but you know, you bring up moon you bring up Moonlight Mile. Did I? Yeah, yeah, well, you said the words Moonlight Mile. Correct. So the reason that Moonlight Mile is important is because <laughs> <laughs> this is when there is a specific moment where the Jake fandom for me started. And there are two things to point out. It is Moonlight Mile, and also I have never seen Moonlight Mile. <laughs> the th- <laughs> wait, so you're you're saying the fandom? Yeah, like so the good girl. Here's a question before you before you please uh, expand on that. Please, what when were you first made aware of Jake Gyllenhaal? Well, I, well, it's a great question. I, I've Thank s- you. yeah, of course, I've seen October Sky. But that was I don't really remember like being like, "Oh wow, Jake." Right. I think I mean, the first time I was maybe aware of him was like Bubble Boy. But again, it's like don't really care. I think Good Girl was a movie that I came to later. Like Good Girl wasn't something I saw like in theaters or something. Right. So I think truly, I'm not kidding. It's like Moonlight Mile. There's a photo. Okay. At what I can only imagine is like the premiere after party or something of Jake and his co-stars, Susan Sarandon and Dustin Hoffman, 
Dustin Hoffman in this photo is pulling Jake's shirt over his head <laughs> to expose his body. Okay. At the after party. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up for you right now. This feels like a, uh, an inappropriate action by Dustin Hoffman, who has well since uh, been <laughs> accused of relatively similar inappropriate actions. And you know what? This one I appreciate it, you know? <laughs> This one I appreciate. The other ones, you know, I can't speak to those, and I, I, I you know, certainly disagree. Dustin, the, the, Dustin Horfman, I search. This is him. hilarious that we're talking about this first wave of Jake movies, and you have mentioned literally every other one than the one that he's most known for in this era. And that one, I uh, unfortunately have forgotten what you said. Donnie Darko. Oh, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, listen. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko is unquestionably the movie that, that – I don't want to necessarily say turned him into a star, but that began sure. his kind of fandom, I think. I agree with that. But Donnie Darko was a movie that I don't think I saw until college, which is interesting because that's such like a college movie. Right. That it's such a movie where like, you know, 19-year-olds are like, <laughs> have you seen Donnie Darko? Okay. And it's like, it's not... I don't really like it very much. I don't think it's very good. See, I think... Okay, so... I saw this movie in high school. I'm finding this photo, but... It came out while I was in high school. I did. I, I think I saw it. <laughs> this photo is truly Wait, wild. It? Let me see it. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, this... You can, you, I... can, you can tweet it out when you tweet out the episode. This was it for me. Like, this is the moment <laughs> where I said... Now, who's this? I mean, okay, that makes sense. Now, who's this? <laughs> okay, so Moonlight Mile came out, what, in 2002? Yeah. So I was 14 years old, and I'm thinking, now, who's this? <laughs> very Now, that who's that this? That's how this ha all happened for you. I mean, there, I mean, also, if you want, like, you can scroll through these. There's, like, a sequence <laughs> oh, no. of, like, he there, is just, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. And Jake is like, please don't do this to me. <laughs> like, please don't do this to me. Susan's sitting there like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> She's into it. Like, <laughs> these photos are hilarious. There are so many. What oh, it's insane. This photographer was like, wait, like, did Dustin Hoffman tell the photographer, like, come over and take a picture of us. I'll take Maybe. his shirt off. But also, can we take a look at this? Okay. This is this is a great podcast. Oh, wow. They fucked, right? Yes. Jake Gyllenhaal and Susan Sarandon have had sex. There's, There's a picture no of them looking doubt. at each other, and it's quite clear. Oh, yeah. This is right after the shirt sequence has seemingly, like, does not. Oh! <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. They, wow. Right. You need to stop. Get, you're, we're just laughing at photos here that no one can see. Okay, no, I'm laughing Put at a photo away. of Jake Gyllenhaal and Susan Sarandon just flirting with each other in front of all of the cameras at the Moonlight Mile <laughs> premiere party. Listen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Donnie Darko... It's a movie that I don't really care much about. I don't need, like Jake doesn't really even do anything for me in that movie. I mean, God bless the people who like Donnie Darko. It's just not really my thing. Like, like me, I don't, for instance, you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were famously just watching with headphones on in my apartment about two <laughs> hours ago. So I was, I was trying to rewatch it because it's been a very, very long time since I've seen it. So I watched like the first half of it before the podcast here. It's and fine. It's quite, it's quite good. I'm into it. Really? So it, it's it's one of those movies that like became such a cult 
a cult movie. Like it made no money whatsoever. Yeah, right? and it just became yeah. like the movie that everyone watched. Like on, sort of maybe like the DVD original or cult or whatever. That can't be true. But like one of the first real like sort of cult movies Certainly that for, I was aware of. It's era. Yeah, yeah, it, and like. And it's kind of the extreme version of it because it literally made no money. Yeah. And, but then everybody knows about it, and it it has these you know fantastical elements which people connect with. Yeah. Um, and it, it was it's just like a perfect kind of you're a freshman in college and it's like hey, let's watch Donnie Darko. But yeah, not for and me. So I think because not of for that, me, but yeah, not for me. But go on. You know, in the in the time since, I think it kind of gets almost made fun of a little bit for being. It's almost been like a an overly memed movie. Right. But now I think upon the revisit so far anyway, I'm only halfway through. I'm into it. Like okay. I think it's good. It's I almost think it's been it's it's underrated now after being like overrated for a while because, you know, nerdy, you know, high school college film dorks were like, "Oh, you got to watch this. This is so good." Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you were into it at the time and then it's kind of like, "All right, that it's not that good." Okay. And then you, but then you watch it again, you know. I, this I mean, actually I did, has I did watch it again, I would say within the past calendar year, and I still didn't quite care for it. But Fair enough. Okay. It's uh yeah. Respect. I, I will finish it tonight and I will uh, record a <laughs> postscript to this episode with my <laughs> with my final thoughts. Yeah, there'll thoughts. be a mini episode next week. You can just fill everyone in your Donnie Darko <laughs> thoughts. Oh. Yeah. Everyone's going to be at the edge of their seats. They, that's all they want to hear about. Okay, so that wraps up sort of the first wave of Jake. Yes. So, now we get to 2004, um, and he becomes like he, – he stars in The Day After Tomorrow, a movie Which I is, saw in theaters in 2004 and have not thought about a single time since and have absolutely no idea what happens other than the giant wave that hits the city or something. Saw in theaters as well. I'm going to look up – how. Let's guess. How much did the day after tomorrow make at the box office? Uh, I'm gonna say the day after tomorrow made a hundred. I think you're 40s. already. I think you're already wrong. You think it's more than that? I think. I think it was huge. I'm gonna say 147 million at the domestic box office. Okay. Stand by. Who'd you see the movie with? Um, <laughs> 2004. I would have been what? I would have been in college. Okay, like you were college. you were already wrong, but not as wrong as I maybe thought. Day after tomorrow, domestic one eighty six. One eighty six. I thought maybe okay. he had a two in front of it. Worldwide <laughs> though, worldwide in two thousand four, five hundred fifty five million dollars. Wow. In two thousand four, I, I, mean, I, like, I remember. I was barely the, born. I remember the ad campaign for this movie. Like Me the too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like a big deal because yeah. of this, the you know just epic disaster movie and yeah. Um. But th- this is him kind of becoming a true, like, movie star. Yep. This, this is a big, huge budget smash hit. He's the star, yep. I think. Yeah. It's like him well, and Well, I'm Dennis nature. Quaid Nature's the star. <laughs> the, the, I would say Mother Nature. The tsunami is the star. I would say Mother Nature. Now, so he does that in 2004. He does Brokeback Mountain in 2005. Oh. What? What? What do you mean? You said, okay. Yeah, we're just we're just. You said that as if right I'm you were telling me first. what you had for lunch. Where I'm getting. Well, I had a tuna salad sandwich for lunch. He did Brokeback Mountain, 2005. I'm listing off Wave Two here, where Drake Jake becomes a true movie star. <sighs> okay, 2004 Fine. is the day. To bre- what? It's so homophobic. Go on. To breeze, bu- whatever. Go on. 2005. Homophobic. Proof. Sure. Saw it in theaters, of course. Uh, 2005 Jarhead. 
Oh my god. 2007 Zodiac. Oh. 2007 boy. Rendition. 2009 Brothers. So th- this is what we've kind of established as Wave Two of Jake. Of course. Yeah. No pun intended. With the day after tomorrow here. Wave. I don't get it. Wave. Oh, I get it. Okay, so we've discussed day after tomorrow already too much. It's only about thirty seconds. <laughs> So we'll st- we'll get into Brokeback here, and we'll get into, I think, Oscar stuff after we get through the entire resume. But let's just say this: Brokeback is Jake's only Oscar nomination. Right. He's nominated for supporting actor. The only time he's ever nominated, he loses to George Clooney in Syriana. Never heard of. He's hadn't done anything since. G G C. He actually, I mean. George Clooney, what's happening? What do you mean? What is he doing? Flop Arena. Nothing. He nobody cares. George Clooney's done. Um, are you asking what what George Clooney's doing now? Yeah, he's making flop after flop. Flop Arena. George Clooney's a flop arena. Flop Arena. So okay, so let's get into Brokeback, and hold I on, will hold uh, on. <laughs> Okay, interrupting me the most as I'm trying to talk about no interrupting Clooney's me Netflix as I'm trying to talk about a gay movie and he talks about George Clooney. Well, Grizzly Two colon Revenge. What is it? <laughs> Grizzly Two colon Revenge. What is that? I don't know, but apparently George Clooney plays Ron in it. Grizzly Two. Yeah, it's a grizzly bear movie featuring George Clooney, Laura Dern, Charlie Sheen. Well, it's Grizzly One among others. I don't know. I never saw it. Never heard of it in my lifetime. Okay. Uh, should we talk about Brokeback? I will attempt to keep my thoughts concise, which means I will try to keep them under 30 minutes. Okay. Brokeback Mountain is one of the most important movies ever made. Now, it's a perfect movie. It is a rare, perfect movie. Every shot, everything. The performances, it's... And I think I was we were talking about this, but like I watched it after sort of a string of watching movies that I because I revisited Brokeback for this for this episode just because I wanted to watch it again. Yeah. But I watched it after like watching you know Cry Macho and whatever the fuck else we watch for this <laughs> godforsaken podcast. <laughs> and so I put on Brokeback, and just like the immediate sense of just relief that washed over me to watch a movie like that that is so meticulously perfect. It's like, it's it's almost like, like Nirvana or something. It's like it's almost hard to describe. Like it's like oh finally. Like I can, it's almost like I can take a breath. Please, please, if you please, please, Kyle. I'm not kidding. I cry every episode. <laughs> I can't cry today. It's well, such. I a, have to cry in the Jake episode. It's perfect. The score is Listen, perfect. Listen, it is a perfect movie. It is so. So good. And the thing about it is like, for Jake, I don't know. I was thinking about this while watching it. Like, because Brokeback, so what, 2005. So we're, you know, 16 years ago, Brokeback came out, which is just absurd. But like, I wonder what would happen if Brokeback had been made today with two straight actors. Well, should we? You want to cast it? No. I'm saying straight. 
actors? What do you mean? You know what I mean. Straight? Yeah. Straight? As far as we know. As far as we know. I thought you were recasting. Straight? The, <laughs> if we were to make it again now. Oh, we should. If we were making Brokeback now. Hmm, gay actors. Okay, so it would be... Well, hold on. What's, Neil what's the Patrick... point you were making? There would be, people would be upset about this, yes? I, I don't know. Probably. And I think... I, I think maybe rightfully so, but I think I guess what I'm saying is back in 2005, I was like already sort of like falling in love with Jake, and then he goes and makes this movie about like being a gay cowboy, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is it. Like I, I <laughs> could not have loved him more for yeah, doing you're this. Just right, in for life at this. Point. I'm in for life at Despite this point. Despite his sideburns in this movie. Okay, Kyle. Hit. Everything about him is perfect in this movie. The mustache. The sideburns aren't perfect. I love the sideburns. Yeah, they had, they're not they, great. They had, to be, they had to be like, well, he's older now. Like, Also, the <laughs> right. amount of time that passes in Brokeback, oh, I forgot. It's very. It's, it's so like, long. You're like, you look the exact same. <laughs> and also, he was what? 25? Like, like, he's like 25. He he and Ennis. Like, Cancer? They <laughs> said cancer but uh yeah and it's can and it's canter oh should we yeah okay so let's recast oh, so and it's canter and it's canter and then kevin love plays no jack twist jack nasty jack twist jack, jack nasty <laughs> michelle williams fantastic and broke back yep she's great uh listen i i i, I don't i do think that if if a movie like Brokeback and and thank god there are m more movies like Brokeback like when Brokeback was made in 2005 it was like wow a movie with two gay people in it and now it's like we don't really even bat an eyelash and that's right. something that I try and like be cognizant of like I mean it was just such a revolutionary thing yeah like, this is a a good popular movie like it made a lot of money and, and a smash hit movie about a gay couple which yeah, yeah, and I, I, I ever happened before? I, probably not, right? Um, you'd have to ask somebody else. Uh, but it, you, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it felt like such a moment, right? And it was, and so that that sort of crystallized my love, uh, for Jake, and he's he's fantastic in the movie. It's just it's I don't know, God, it's perfect. If you haven't seen Brokeback in a while. Just go, just go watch. For it. sure, I I, I rewatched it. God, it's maybe so good. a year ago or so. Or, it's so good, and it's it's just great. Yeah. So that sets Jake off sort of on a new frontier, right? So he's not only a box office star, he's also an Oscar nominee. Yeah. So he does that back to back years, and then all of a sudden, here he is, Jake Gyllenhaal, sort of like a list star. Yeah. Uh, and then he basically, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what proof is. Okay, well, I saw it in theaters. He and Gwyneth Paltrow. It's uh, based on oh, the play. Oh, right, the one with Gwyneth. It's actually uh, good. I don't know. Saw sure. it once. Saw it in theaters. Yeah, okay, whatever. That, that movie happens. But then it does Jarhead, which had a lot of anticipation behind yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Um, Sam Mendes directing this. He had, He's coming off uh, American Beauty and Road to Perdition. I believe those were the only two movies he'd done before this. And they were both, uh, you know, renowned. So then he does Jarhead, and Jake is full-on star here. He's like, this is a uh, scorching hot director. 
basically yeah. basically can cast anyone he wants in the lead. Uh, it's war movie, and he casts Jake. Yeah, the movie unfortunately, uh, is it's well made, but it's one of those movies that like the whole thesis of this movie was like, uh, war the, this war in the Middle East is, it's it they decided to show like the day to day. Yeah, yeah. American soldiers in at war in the Middle East and how boring it was, and so it was just kind of. <laughs> yeah, that was what the movie was. It was boring, but like purposely boring. It was but boring it's, to you, and so it was a little disappointing. Yeah, you were not bored by. Let's Listen. say the uh, Christmas scene, for instance. To talk about the Christmas scene. <laughs> the Christmas scene, you know, that comes along. So Jarhead comes out. What what years Jarhead? Two thousand five. 2005, so I'm 17 years old. I'm driving a car at this point. Jarhead comes out, and I say, hmm, what's going on? What's going on here? Then I see Jake Gyllenhaal. A man I've already truly oh, This came about a, about a month before Brokeback did. What? Yeah. Jarhead was before Brokeback? Correct. That- Wait, what? Yeah, Brokeback Brokeback was released in the US anyway in December. So Jarhead was before Brokeback. And and Jarhead was November of of 2005. Interesting. So forget everything I've said. But I will say that seeing Jake Gyllenhaal bare ass naked <laughs> in a Santa hat Baby, ho, ho, ho. Okay? Ho, ho, ho. It's it's an, it's iconic. The imagery from Jarhead, movie quality aside, an iconic performance. <laughs> iconic. Jake and the, the shaved head. Come on. Now, I don't know about the shaved head. Oh, love it. I mean, Jake famously has incredible hair. Yes. But the shaved head works too. That's what's called true talent. <laughs> so, no Jake movies come out in 2006. The worst year of my life. 2007, however, uh, he makes Zodiac and Rendition. Okay. Rendition, a movie I've never seen, don't want to talk about. Rendition is just your kind of basic political thriller. It has well, Reese Witherspoon... They dated maybe maybe right after this movie. I can't talk about the women. He, although Jake has had some pretty great taste in women, and I I cannot get into the Taylor Swift at all. But Reese Kirsten, these are A plus choices. Taylor Swift. I just said Taylor. I know, but I was reiterating another it, A plus choice. I can't. That it still makes me weird. I can't. I don't know. I can't really think about it. That's a you problem. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, she was so young, and it just felt weird to me. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, we all make mistakes, even Jake. Uh, It wasn't a mistake. Uh, But let's talk briefly about Zodiac, a movie that we both just absolutely love. I mean, Zodiac is on the short list of, like, put that on right now. I will watch it from start to finish. And so like, Zodiac is I genuinely think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's one of my favorite movies. Um I yeah. think it's my favorite David Fincher movie. Yeah, we got when's the Fincher app coming? 
Uh, we can't, I, well, I don't, I don't even know what his next, next thing is. Well, yeah. Let's just do it next year at some point when, you know, we're forced to talk about nonsense. But, like, Fincher is such an interesting director to talk about. But, like, Zodiac, yeah. I mean, Zodiac is... It's weird, too, because it's, like, it's it's almost difficult to describe why I like that movie so much, other than just the fact that, like, it's so well made, and I love a movie about a newspaper, and I love a movie about a serial killer, <laughs> right. and I love a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's like, well, well here we go. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. That movie, like, Jake is the lead in that movie. Yeah. But when you think of Zodiac, you don't really think of him first. No. You think like of the Zodiac killer, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, you think of a lot of things with that, but it, it feels like your first thought is it's, is it's this kind of brilliant. You kind of think movie. of like David Fincher, which is that's quite something, right? Yeah, and, and then and then you think of like Robert Downey Jr. and it's also not the type of lead performance. See, like in a kind of he is the one who who ties the whole movie together and is pushing the narrative forward. And I actually think this is a phenomenal performance. Yeah. No, he's great. But it, it's like, and, and it's, it's almost, I think this is one that's kind of been skipped over in terms of like, even when you think of Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal movies and performances, I'm not sure people go to Zodiac right well, away. What would, well, I guess we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like, if you like, what do you think the layman thinks of like top three Jake? Um, I think probably Nightcrawler is there without question. It really depends on who you ask, I guess, because I'm sure like a younger person would like say, you know, Spider Man. Well, yeah, sure, but we're jump. We don't care about younger people. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's definitely Nightcrawler. I think it's... You think it's definitely Nightcrawler? I'm not so sure about that. No? I mean, that's his kind of showiest... Yeah, he's but... He's doing everything for that movie. But to ask the to, uh, the average person... And, well, and what God, do you think the answer is? Well, top three... I... <sighs> Honestly, I think it's... I mean, I'm looking at the list now. There's... Like that's what's so interesting about him is he does. There, are, he doesn't have these career sort of tent poles in that I know. sense the way a lot of his contemporaries do. It's insane. Let, let, let's answer this question once we get to the end of the resume. I okay. think it's a really interesting question. I think so too. Uh, but Zodiac is, and again, I think Zodiac it plays into a common theme. I think in his career where he is the leading man and sort of the star of the movie. But he's the, like you said, he's the protagonist. He kind of drives the action. And he does that extremely well, but sometimes it's not, like, the sexiest performance of all time. But it's also, it it's kind of a showier performance than you realize. Remember, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because it's not the first thing. You, like, when you go back and watch it. He's, like, oh, he's he's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And... That's that's one that I certainly think could have been God nominated. You know what I want to do right now? But that's a crazy Oscar year, two thousand seven. You know what I want to do right now? Watch Zodiac. Watch Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, if I'm looking at the release dates here correctly, by the way, and you're not. Well, they're out of order on Wikipedia apparently. But if if Brokeback, 
Like, I think Brokeback and Zodiac are back-to-back movies that he's in in terms of when they were released. It's Is pretty, that true? That's a pretty good back-to-back. That can't, no, there's, that can't be true. Wait, what are you talking about? Hold on. Look it up. I have to do so much. Brokeback comes out December 2005. I have to do so much heavy lifting. I already said Jarhead was before that. Okay. Zodiac comes Hold out on. in March of 2007. Okay, see, I, okay. Well, it's interesting because... When's Rendition? Rendition Well, I'm not... Okay, so IMDB... Yeah, Rendition is October Which is short for Internet Movie Database. That... So does this not... What is the listing on IMDB based on? Uh, I think it's the it's first release, regardless of where. Interesting. Okay, because this has Brokeback, Proof, Jarhead, Zodiac. But that's that's what Wikipedia has as well. But I think Brokeback wasn't actually released until. So well, so so I think they're giving you the Venice premiere date of Brokeback, which was September two thousand five. Right. But it wasn't released in the U.S. until December of that year. Got it. Which would put it after Proof or Jarhead, I think. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm correct. Anyway, what a back to back. You're so good at math. I mean, I think there's a pretty good case to be made that he makes the two best movies he's ever been in back to back like that. I mean, actually, I don't released. Huh? Back released back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could. You might be able to put that those two up against literally anyone's back-to-back movies. Ooh, ever. love that, love that, <laughs> love that. That's an episode. Yep, that's an episode. Yep. All right, so he does rendition. We're skipping past that. Uh, 2009, he does Brothers, which is one I watched for the first time, and a movie that I watched for, for the second time this week. Um, it's pretty good. Here are my thoughts on Brothers. Uh huh. I don't care about Tobey Maguire in the movie Brothers. Yeah. The stuff with him... Okay, real okay, real quick, brother synopsis. Tobey Maguire, Jake Gyllenhaal, brothers. brothers. Jake Gyllenhaal, out of jail. Tobey Maguire goes back to the Middle East. Jake Gyllenhaal and Natalie Portman, you think they have sex? No, they kiss Por- once. Natalie Portman is Tobey Maguire's okay, Tobey Maguire's wife. wife. And they have a couple kids. And when Toby goes back, okay, to I was the doing East, that. Trying to do this quick. Well, you skipped. You were just like Jake and Natalie kiss. That doesn't matter unless you know that Natalie is Toby's wife. I was gonna get there. So <laughs> here's my thing. So Toby goes to back to the Middle East, and everybody thinks he dies. And then Jake is helping around, helping with his nieces and helping with Natalie. And then they kind of start to fall in love with each other. But then it turns no, out Toby didn't the actually thing. die. That's the thing. They don't fall in love with each other. They kiss one time. Yeah, but th- there were there were sparks there because they thought he was dead. I know this but... is the thing. They do nothing wrong, and I'm and Toby sort of says that same thing when spoiler he comes back from the Middle East right, after he... killing his best friend. Yeah, it turns out he did not die in the Middle East, but was tortured and and forced to. So Toby Maguire kills his best friend and then comes back home and finds out that his brother kissed his wife. I don't know who's supposed to be the good guy or the bad guy here, but this brings up sort of the question that runs my life. Oh God! If you found out that your partner died, how long would it take for you 
to kiss, kiss Jake Gyllenhaal if he was your brother-in-law? And is it longer than 15 minutes? Well, if you're Jake Gyllenhaal in this and and oh, all the always a straight perspective. And Natalie Portman is your brother's we get it. wife. And first of all, what? Toby Maguire. Oh, why? I mean, listen. <laughs> like, I'm is, sorry. What is Natalie doing in the first place in this? Movie? Unbelievable! Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! And it's and no offense. Like, it's he... no offense, but like, he's not even. It's not. He's just. He's like an asshole in the movie too. So right, it's not right. like there's no attraction there at all. He's like an asshole. But and... he's supposed to be like at the beginning. He's set up as like the kind of good guy who's like you know your all American kid dad whatever. He was like great football, great athlete. He pushes the dog the army. into swing. Oh, this guy's a gentleman. <laughs> but it is funny because you're when you're watching the movie, you're like it's not possible to watch a movie that has Jake Gyllenhaal and Toby Maguire in it and not be 100% rooting for Jake, no matter Sorry. what he does and no matter what Toby does. It's just Sorry, not. Toby. And Jake and Natalie have some good chemistry. Well, that's why I said the sparks were flying. Yeah, the sparks were flying. Anyway. It's, Brothers uh, is fine. It's like a, it's a good, kind of, sort of basic movie. Like there are no surprises in this movie. It kind of plays out the, the way you think it would. If the movie, I think Tobey Maguire ultimately does a pretty good job with it. He's fine. I just like these. Like it. It. Like he goes it, in. He like, he goes insane basically. Well, yeah, and it plays into these like sort of like it's PTSD tropes of like. You know, like depicting these like people in the Middle East, it's just it's, yeah, it feels yeah. a little. All the it's very icky. The every scene that it takes place in the Middle East is bad. Yeah, like that it's, whole. It's just it's not bad. good. The movie would be way better. We don't even need like, even if Toby had like, I don't need it to be some war movie. Like if Toby had like gone missing right or something like a plane crash that's a, or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a way better movie because I think the stuff that's actually like rooted. Like in, like the kind rea- of grief, reality, re- the grief reaction it's stuff is really, really good. well done. Yeah, it's pretty good. But like the kind of overarching good supporting. Thing is- oh, hold on. Sorry, this is my biggest takeaway from Brothers. Let's talk about I'm trying to predict where you're going here. I have no you idea. you might not, but I was bl- I was absolutely blown away by a performance in Brothers. The dad. No, he's great. The oldest daughter gives a performance that should have been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Bailey Madison. Okay. Are you do you do you not agree? Not really. No. I mean she's she's good. You must have been on your phone. She gives a performance so phenomenal. For somebody her age. Is she the one who's upset, like, the whole time? Yes. Because there's two daughters, and I basically just combined them into my brain. God forbid there's more than one woman in a movie. <laughs> she she and Natalie have a scene. We're going to watch it after the podcast. She and Natalie have a scene where she gives a performance so transcendent. What scene? It's where, you know, I, I will have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What a, what no, she's phenomenal. No, she says she doesn't like. Da- she doesn't like. Oh her dad. yeah, no, that's that is a good scene. It's wow. after, after he's come back and he's messed up. And she, he's- how an actress of that age, she can't be more than eight years old. 
listen, I don't want to know what's going on in, in, in Dear Bailey Madison's, you know, real life home at the time, but she really brings it. I don't the, remember her performance. We're going to watch it. And I will cry. Did I watch this at 3 p.m. Right, on the weekend? So... I did. And so shout out to Bailey Madison. Yeah. Shout out to her. Yeah. All right. We got to keep this moving here because we're like not even halfway through his filmography. Oh, um, dear. Sorry. Sorry, we have, dear some, we have some categories to hit. We, there's a lot of things to go on here. 2010, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Saw so, it, of course, opening day. I have never seen this. It seemed horrific. By all accounts, it was it horrific. It is bad. It is bad. Um, what is the gist of it? It was a video game, and he's half naked the entire time, so I was in the back row alone, and I will leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, in 2010, he does uh, maybe his only, like, straight-up romantic comedy. Is um, that correct? Uh, Love and Other Drugs. I don't even know if I would call that a romantic comedy. That movie is, like... I mean, it's... You're, you're correct, but, like, it's... It's a romantic comedy. I mean, it's... A depressing one, I guess. Cause... Yeah, I mean, he and Anne reuniting after all these years. Right. Anne Hathaway. I'm surprised from... she took him back after oh, the whole. Anne Hathaway. Uh, there's in time. There, we don't have time. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's great. I'm I'm team. Anne, Anne Hathaway, Hathaway is very good in Brokeback Mountain. I will leave it at that. I'm team Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Well, that explains it all, doesn't it? 2011. He does Source Code. Uh, which is like a sci-fi, maybe an action-ish. It's, uh, yeah, it's like it's it's very it's solid for what it is. Yeah, a uh, very so- good movie, a very enjoyable. Well, movie. this came up on the podcast recently where I said <laughs> that was your Jake Gyllenhaal was on the Mount Rushmore of hottest performances ever for Source, Source Code. Source Code yeah. Something that I don't know that I necessarily <laughs> stand by, but I will I will be forced to stand by it. Yeah, <laughs> this movie uh, I remember thinking was delightful. I would, li- I would like to rewatch it sometime. Michelle Monaghan? I can't really tell you what happens in it. Michelle Monaghan? I feel like scenes are repeating. Michelle Monaghan? Sure. Are scenes repeating? Something like that, yeah. Time. I've yeah. combined it a little bit with Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I would never see that. What? Ed- You've never seen Edge of Tomorrow? What's that again? The Tom Wait, Cruise Tom one? Cruise and Emily Oh, Paul. I would never. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't see movies with them, of course. Excellent. And he's brought him into another episode. Oh, well, they were similar movies. Came around around the same time. Kind of did similar things. I know people like Edge of Tomorrow. What was the Edge of Tomorrow original title that was way better? Live, Die, Repeat? Is no, that no, right? no. That's that tagline. It, the original title was All You Need Is Kill. Okay. All You Need Is Kill? I think that's what it was. Interesting. That's like the graphic novel or whatever that it was based on. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, not, gr- not a great title. Terrible. 2012, he does End of Watch. Yeah. Um, I don't see movies starring cops. Edge of Tomorrow is good. It's called End of Watch, but... Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> End of Watch is uh, another one that I remember enjoying. Didn't rewatch, but like... Yeah, never saw it. Really good performances by Jake and Michael Pena, yeah. who are the their cop partners. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you much more than that about what happened in that movie? No, I cannot. So we'll keep it moving. 2013. I really and really the kind of you know we started off breaking these into sort of eras. Uh, it it all just kind of blends together. The rest here, like we kind of marked a few more off. But you know, hold on. Do you know something? I forgot. I meant to say this, but I have not said Go it ahead. yet. Um, I did have a Jake Gyllenhaal birthday cake. What? I had a Jake. Do explain. 
I had a Jake Gyllenhaal birthday cake. What? Like his picture was on it? There were sort of. There were like little circles of his face all over the cake. Circles of his face? I'll have to find a photo. Uh, yeah, there were like little decorations like on top of the cake. Like little, like I don't know, like quarter-sized little things of his face. Oh, it was oh, a lot of his faces. Yeah. So it wasn't like a bunch of circles that no, no, no. may or no, may no, that oh, God, I hope if anyone wants to commission that for me, please. What's the whale cake place? What? You know, the like those whale cakes. I no. the whale cake. Yeah, you should know what I'm talking about. Oh, the like like ice cream parlor yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, Th- that's like an East Coast thing, isn't it? Is it? I think so. I don't know. Fudgy the Whale. That's what I was trying to think yeah, of. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, 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 make a joke I am about, not familiar about with the employee at Fudgy the Whale being like, what do I have to do? I have to draw Jake Gyllenhaal on this? Great. <laughs> I'll have to find a photo. I'll put that in the show notes too. The show notes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, when I, I would, you know. I, I'll give you one guess about who uh, gave me that cake. What? It was my parents, yeah. Who else is going to get you a birthday cake? Not you. It was obviously your mom. You ever given me a birthday present? Huh? Have you ever given me a birthday present? Uh, I think I've taken you out to dinner. Hmm, I'll have to check that. Maybe. I don't know. Do you remember my birthday? Oh, okay. This is what you want to get into? Do you know my birthday? Do you know who forgot my birthday last year? <laughs> okay. Okay. So after this, so Jake moves on to about two weeks later. Oh, it was your birthday. It wasn't two weeks. <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Listen, I am bad with birthdays. I admit it. Oh, I think he I was admit even... it. Oh, he admit it. <laughs> oh no. All right. We'll get. We'll try to get past this. I'm sorry I forgot your birthday. He's calling me out. I'm Have sorry. Have you ever gotten me a gift for my birthday? <laughs> yeah, at least I remember, asshole. I'm sorry I forgot your birthday. Thank you. 2013, he somehow does two Denny Villeneuve movies in the same year. Yeah. Uh, prisoners and Enemy. Prisoner, prisoner, locked up. Can't get you right, so that, my that, that stretch. Prince of Persia, Love and Other Drugs, Source Code, End of Watch, Prisoners, Enemy. Yeah. This, to me, is like the epitome of Jake's career. Like, that yeah. stretch. Yeah. Like, it's just a little bit of everything. Yep. All of the time. Yeah. That, okay. that was a Bo Burnham reference. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I love when two white guys talk about Bo Burnham. <laughs> you guys ever seen the special Inside? Oh my God, he talks about real stuff. But look, we have he talks about real stuff. We just have these like interesting choices that he's making now. Prince of Persia obviously is this. Yeah, he tries to make a blockbuster. It's, it's a flop. It's a flop. Arena. He does a rom com. He does like this gritty cop. Movie. Love and other drugs. He does Golden this Globe. Sci-fi Golden movie. Globe nominated for Love and Other Drugs. And then he does these two. Oh, he was Golden Globe nominated. Yep. Oh. And then he does sure was. two movies with Danny Villeneuve that are both kind of gritty, very very different movies, obviously. But sure. Uh, one has like a. Would you say this is there a sci-fi element to Enemy? Uh, yeah, I think so. I just I rewatched it this week. It's a movie that I 
was really hoping on rewatch I would understand a little bit more. Unfortunately, that did not have, that was not my experience. But um, it is a movie that I like, um, and maybe a smarter man could explain it to me. Uh, but it's sort of my dream movie because spoiler alert: two Jakes, right? And they're clones, twins. They're you clones. Know, you know, I you know I feel like they're clones. You know, it's unsure at this point. It is unsure at this point. Unfortunately, yeah. And prisoners, prisoner, prisoners is not to me like I don't think of it as a Jake movie or a Denny movie. Yeah, it, it's even though he's very good in it, uh, and this is like this is where he starts to like really find the sort of this to me is like the precursor to Nightcrawler where he's like he, he he's he's playing a detective. Detective Loki, interestingly enough. Oh my god! But he is very like he has like ticks. He's he's quirky. And Detective Loki, the Taylor Swift connections here. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who I just I refuse to speak of. But oh, Tom. Tommy, Who's my Tommy favorite? Boy. I mean, Taylor. Are Taylor and Joe Alwyn going to get married? Probably, and it'll probably be like a secret thing. Like we'll find yeah, out. We'll like find she, out she one might, morning. She yeah, very well could married, already be married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, were you about to say who's your favorite Taylor boyfriend? Yeah, but for her, like it, like best Taylor relationships. Obviously, number one was Taylor and Tom Hiddleston. That was great. <laughs> Please. And number two is Taylor and Taylor Lautner. Yeah, Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I love Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, Taylor, Taylor Lautner from Michigan, by the way. People forget that. Wow. People forget that. So, uh, Prisoners, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Prisoners is kind of more a Hugh vehicle. but Jackman. Jake. The uh, greatest showman, if you will. And the greatest showman himself. But Jake gives a, a, an excellent performance there as yeah. kind of – He's doing weird things. He's got, like, tattoos. He's doing weird things with his, like – hair well and it's also buzzed on the side he's like twitching his eye and it's also really important to bring up that jake really loves to get naked in a movie which is one of his greatest qualities (laughs) does he get naked in prisoners you just watched it or you didn't watch it again i think i I watched it uh not like this i would say in most of the movies that we've referenced he's naked Brothers, naked. Enemy, naked. Uh, Brokeback, whoa, hubba hubba. <laughs> He's naked all the time. Loving other drugs, very naked. Yeah, he loves getting naked. Sure. God bless, and God bless. Me? Oh, God, if anybody sees me naked, oh, my God, I kill myself. <laughs> 2014, we get Nightcrawler. Now, oh, baby, baby. We'll speed through the rest of his uh, career here so we can really harp on, on this and the true Oscar. Do you like a harp? Travesty. Love a good harp. Really? Yeah. I don't care about harp. So uh, that's, I that's... don't care about most musical instruments. Um, I was thinking about this. I was watching somebody play the drums the other I day. I love a good harp, though. A harp? Yeah, they're, like, gigantic. It's obnoxious. You have to, like, stand it's there. It's so and... much work. To get a harp into a building, it's not worth it. You have to build it where you play it. Yeah, you must. And even that is too much. There, uh, what about a harpsichord? No- I don't know what that is. 
There's nothing a harp can do that a piano can't do better. I mean, they don't sound even a little bit alike. No, but they're all they're both sad. They're funeral instruments. A piano is a funeral funeral instrument? Yeah. That's a hard phrase to say. Funeral instrument. Sure. And I'm just trying to think about the word I can't say. Uh Remember that from like nuclear? 4 hours ago? <laughs> all right. Uh now we get into this wave of Jake Gyllenhaal, the kind of recent post-Nightcrawler Jake Gyllenhaal career path. Yeah. Uh, which is... Eh, well, let's go through it. 2015, he does Southpaw, boxing movie. Everybody's going to do a boxing movie. He's going to shirt again. off the whole time. Make it again. Sure. Uh, 2015, also, he does Everest, where he is climbing Probably Everest. not naked. You know, I did not Unlikely see that. Unlikely that he's naked. He's probably wearing maybe, a maybe jacket in a flashback. Most, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, did not see Everest. Famously don't like to see movies on mountains. 2015, again, a third movie in 2015, Demolition. Saw it in theaters. Probably uh, any naked. Good? Huh? Any good? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, that occupies Demolition and Brothers and... Yeah, rendition kind of yeah it's like there's this sort of area of like yeah, it's okay 2016 nocturnal animals wow baby watch it the other night uh if i'm not mistaken the first movie that we saw together that had jake in it wow that's pretty special <laughs> that's where this all started i mean again like nocturnal animals we'll get into oscar stuff in a second but it's it follows this trajectory of him sort of being in these movies with other actors who just kind of have a little bit more to do, I think. And he's good in it. I think he's the most interesting part of this movie. Man, Nocturnal Animals is a movie that I could talk about for a while. It's it's something. It, it, it On rewatch, it, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, though? It's... So it's Jake, and the only other like career retrospective episode we've done is Amy, who, right. who is also in Nocturnal Animals, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they play a like formerly couple, married yeah. couple in the movie. It's yeah. we'll have to do Michael Shannon next. <laughs> I mean, I would love, to, I love my Michael Shannon fucking rules, but it's <laughs> yeah, like uh, Nocturnal Animals. What an interesting movie. But we'll uh, yeah, more to say on that in a bit. Uh, 2017, he does Life. Uh, Another movie we saw in theaters together. Yeah. That one's not very good. No. Kind of a space horror movie. Yeah. Uh, he does Okja. Yep. And he does Stronger. Uh, Okja, I finally wa- finished for the first time Stand recently. Okja is a pretty good movie. Uh, Jake <laughs> is, like, completely out of control in this, in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he's playing this, like... Kind of like this crazy scientist who's like Bill Nye. Yeah, he's a Bill Nye a TV type. personality, but like this when the cameras are off, he's like has like a completely different voice and is kind of maniacal and sort of evil and well, not sort of you. He's he's pretty evil. He's or at least immoral. Mm. Um, but he's everyone in that movie is like cranked up like seven extra notches and it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, um, stronger. I never saw. Which uh, wow. What an affront to your entire personality. No. I don't, I don't need to see it. <laughs> oh, my God. He did it. Oh, God. He stood up. 
Oh god. 2018 he does Wildlife and the Sisters Brothers. Wildlife, a wildly underrated movie. Everybody go see it. Sisters Brothers, I believe he's like an outlaw. Sisters Brothers, Western, never seen it. Uh, 2019, <laughs> he does Velvet Buzzsaw. Ugh. Another and movie where he is just naked. He's and very full weird. on naked in that movie. And very weird. Yeah. God bless Also in 2019, he's in Spider-Man Far From Home. Where he is great. And he did not... He was not in anything in 2020. Uh, the second worst year of my life. 2021. <laughs> not because of the pandemic, but just, just because there were no new Jake. Hey! Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to connect the dots? 2021. Why the world went to hell? This year he was in Spirit Untamed. Okay. He voiced James Jim Prescott. <laughs> the horse has a nickname? <laughs> oh, wait. I guess there might be people in it. Yeah. It's not just an all-horse movie. And then, of course, it's not an all previously movie. mentioned The Guilty. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Jake's upcoming projects... Real quick. Yeah, we don't need to harp on these. Do you like the harp? There's nothing the piano can't do. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal in 2022 stars in. Are you gonna do? The, are you gonna read them all? Because I have to go to the bathroom. Ambulance. Okay, read them all, and we'll see if I. Th- no, this I'm will not be a good test. No. Read, no, read them all. I'm not and them we'll all. see if I'm back. There's. Hold on. All right. Well, I need to find it because I didn't write them all down. Oh, my God. It's called, okay, the Internet Movie Database, IMDb for short. You go to imdb.com. All right, Jake's upcoming movies. Up, he's, right, hold on, let me make sure. Yeah. He's listed in 16. That, okay, this gets into one of my gripes with Jake. And, I, you know, I hate I that. thought you were going to the bathroom. Oh, sorry. 2022 Ambulance. That is directed by Michael Bay, <gasps> baby. Uh, two robbers steal an ambulance after their heist goes awry. Also in 2022, he's in something called The Division, which seems to be some sort of uh, futuristic. Uh, well, I don't really know. Some sort of futuristic movie. Oh, good. In the near future, a pandemic virus is spread via paper money on Black Friday. What? <laughs> uh, Jake Gyllenhaal co-stars with Jessica Chastain. Uh, the biggest one he has in development is a little movie called Francis and the Godfather. That, of course, is the Barry Levinson-directed movie about the making of The Godfather. Oscar Isaac plays Francis Ford Coppola. Um, and Jake plays the mega-producer Robert Evans. That movie is definitely going to be an Oscar-buzzy sort of thing, provided it is any good. Uh, and then here are the additional titles that he has in listed as either in production or in development. Uh, Rio, Finest Kind, The Sun, Suddenly, Combat Control, Lake Success, The Anarchists versus ISIS, The Lost Airman, The Helicopter Heist, Snowblind, Welcome to Vienna, Oblivion Song, and A Suspense Novelist, Trail of Deceptions. Oh, my God. That is the full list of upcoming idea, projects I could hear, for Jake Gyllenhaal. The idea that I could hear you just talking to yourself out here while I was peeing. That's, that's just a professional podcaster right there. Wow. 
And I, I will be listening back to hear about what you said about me. Uh, really, I just listed them off other than Ambulance and uh, Francis and the Godfather, which where he plays Robert Evans. You Wait, what? You listed except for those? Those are the ones. No, those are the ones I spent a little more oh, time sure, sure, sure. Just, okay. rather than just listening to the title. Great. Uh, and then, hold on, actually. Well, even though I just said this to the audience, but uh, the oh, movie, yes. The Division, here's the premise. Uh, it's with Jake and Jessica Chastain. In the near future, a pandemic virus is spread <laughs> via paper money on Black Friday, decimating decimating New York. Oh a group God. of citizens, uh, a group of civilians trained to operate in catastrophic times, are activated in an attempt to save who and what remains. All right, that's just like, what we need. Uh, that sounds like such a nice relief. Just yeah, a, you know, when I go to the theater, I want to see a movie about a pandemic. <laughs> really, just to. You know that those are coming, though, right? Like, are, we're probably... I feel like I know they are, but, like... Maybe th- they're not. I think people are going to avoid them for the most part. I hope so. It was like when every movie, you know, in 2003 was about 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know? At least there's not... I, I, th- I think people at least realize they shouldn't do the Zoom movies. Yeah. Like, there were a couple that were announced or maybe even came out but yeah i think very quickly everyone realized that no one wants to watch a movie that like takes place on zoom yeah for sure okay so that's jake's career wow Uh, 20 plus years let's take a look at a couple things let's do the oscar talk now okay i i'm 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 mad i'm revved up to talk about this so one nomination. We mentioned it earlier for Brokeback One. Man, supporting actor. Um, he, as mentioned earlier, lost to George Clooney in that. The biggest... So, we obviously really like Jake Jones. So, what what movies... <laughs> oh, do we? We like the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What movies are you most upset that he did not garner a nomination for? Well... You know, the big one, of course, is Nightcrawler, which is sort of the headline uh, of this topic. And, and, and Nightcrawler, going into nomination day, was kind of favored to get in. Uh, kind of a, yeah, I don't know. Don't want He wasn't a lock by any means, but then he doesn't get nominated that year because Bradley Cooper, an American sniper, took over and Jake had snubbed uh, for Nightcrawler, which was a bummer. Well, so, hold on. Be- Yes, Bradley Cooper got nominated, but the real travesty is this this whole well sh- category sh- is of course, as follows. Of course, yeah. Eddie Redmayne, in, where he plays Stephen Hawking. Bradley Cooper in American Sniper. Steve Carell in, what was it called? Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Michael Keaton in Birdman. And Benedict Cumberbatch in the electricity colon the movie. <laughs> Wait, is that it? Yeah, electricity colon the movie? I mean, the, the imitation what? game. Is that what it was about? No, it was about... Alan Turing, about like a scientist or something. Oh no! Right, right. It was the. I'm I'm confusing it with some other movie. Thomas I never Edison. The, uh... <laughs> I never saw ben, the imitation. Benjamin movie. Franklin. Yes, 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 yes. Wait, what did Edison? So fr- okay. What did Alan Turing do? Who cares? Da, 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 the machine technology. In decrypted German intelligence messages for the British government during World War II. And let me tell you something. Yeah, you know, electricity the movie. 
I think I nailed that. How many people are on Mount Rushmore? Anyway, the so this to me is one of the great tragedies of our lifetime. It's one of the bigger Oscar snubs I think in recent history in terms of an actor not getting even a nomination, especially when you consider a, it's a beloved actor that has a very high approval rating and hadn't really had an Oscar-y movie in a long time. Yeah. And it had been almost 10 years since his last nomination. Yeah. Uh, and had only been nominated once before. So like, this is like a prime. He should get the, she should get a nomination. He carries this movie, a great movie. Yep. A gr- uh, killer performance. Yep. He's going for it. It's everything is there and he gets snubbed. Yeah. For the fucking American sniper. Again. I'm fine with Bradley Cooper and American Psycho. Okay, Psycho. well that I mean that you're you're wrong, but I'm just saying I'm not wrong. No, he's Bradley Cooper is excellent in that movie. What does he do in that movie? <laughs> he okay I'm for the cut. scene in which he rocks a fake baby oh to God. sleep alone. He deserved to get nominated. Jesus I have no Christ. problem with Bradley getting nominated. I wouldn't have picked him over Jake, of course, but he's the only one. But I'm just saying, in that like, I would year, have Bradley Cooper third on this list if we take the five who got nominated plus Jake. Sure. So I have no but issue I'm just with saying, him. I, my issue with it, it was with Eddie Redmayne. It's with Benedict Cumberbatch and Steve Carell. Of it's course. Ridiculous that any of those are getting nominated. And Eddie Redmayne freaking wins. I agree with you. But what I'm saying is, Brad, like, those four were getting in. I'm just saying from a from a like practical perspective of like well, you say Bradley that, stole but, the nomination from No, but you Jake. say that, but Jake was getting in. It, you know, it seemed. Sure, but right, but I'm saying like those five Eddie, Steve, Michael, Michael Benedict, Benedict, Jake, those were sort of the consensus five who were like hitting everywhere. Right, those are the one. Those are the ex- expected five. Right, but then American Sniper comes out pretty late in the game, and Bradley Cooper crashes the party. I'm okay with Bradley Cooper pa- crashing the party for one of those. It's just ridiculous that Jake is the one that got bumped out. Well, of course I agree. Yeah, so we agree. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the most egregious one, right? Yep. The, yes. Uh, well, I think. He deserved a nomination for Zodiac, personally. Uh, it's kind of a well, I was gonna say a loaded year. It's 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 kind of a loaded year. Uh, it, that's a loaded movie year, two thousand seven. Yeah. Uh, the nominees that year: Daniel Day Lewis wins for There Will Be Blood. Uh, George Clooney and Michael Clayton. Ma- Michael Clayton. <laughs> George Clooney as Michael Keaton. Uh, Johnny Depp and Sweeney Todd. Tommy Lee Jones in the Valley of Ela. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tommy Jones. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones in the Valley of Ela. Get the fuck out of here. And Vigo Mortensen in Eastern Promises. So, that, like, that's, you know, that that's a good, generally a good group. I get Tommy Lee Jones? He's he's good in that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, he's he's excellent in that movie. Um, He's better uh, in, in No Country for Old Men. That's not a lead performance. That's well, a supporting, but. Yeah. I'm just saying that was kind of a loaded year. Sure. But I I don't think – I don't even think Jake was close that year. And it, right. No, that's – And it, that's what is interesting about his career is like 
other than the nomination for Brokeback, the Nightcrawler snub, the closest he really gets, and it's not even that close, is probably for like Nocturnal Animals, like where he was nominated at BAFTA. But yeah. like other than that, like he just doesn't the industry support for him just isn't quite there ever. And we, it it's it, it's it's a very odd thing. Cuz some of these movies that he's picking, you know, he's he's playing someone who lost their legs in the Boston Marathon. <laughs> well, line. let's not come on. That he's, should be no, that's a Razzie nominee there. <laughs> he he's uh, playing someone that presumably climbs Mount Everest. <laughs> Maybe even dies up there. One, one would never know. You would have to watch it to know. He's playing a detective with quirks. He's playing... Uh, <laughs> He's playing detective with quirks. He gets very, very weird in both Velvet Buzzsaw and uh, Okja. Well, like, you know, I talked about wildlife earlier. Like, wildlife is a movie that, like, he's really, really good in. Uh... And I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't quite know why it hasn't happened for him. Because it's not like, and again, it's like, <laughs> we talk about like these uh, like awards nominations as if like that's like the end all be all to like a successful career. Like that's not what we're saying at all, obviously. But like, it is interesting. Like maybe even getting into what you, I think we want to talk about next is like, his contemporaries, right? And, like, where he lands on that list of yes, his peers, it's just very weird. That he doesn't uh, doesn't have the kind of awards recognition yeah. that some of these others do. So, yeah. I looked at uh, – so, Jake is 40 years old. So, I took a – kind of flew through actors who are within, like, five-ish years of that either side. So, kind of sure. a 10-year range and picked out the ones that are kind of his true – contemporaries who he's competing presumably for roles with um and so uh, for the most part these are you know similar leading man mostly if white men white. <laughs> um, <laughs> white straight men oh god don't we love so them here's all. the list and let's think about some of their performances or or their sure. awards you know that they've they've gathered so we have bradley cooper uh casey affleck Oh my God! Colin Farrell, Ryan Reynolds, Michael Fassbender, Tom Hardy, Oscar Isaac, Chris Pratt, Ryan Gosling, Chris Pine, Channing Tatum, Chris Evans, Tom Hiddleston, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Chris Hemsworth, Henry Cavill, Adam Driver, Andrew Garfield, Jonah Hill. So that's wow. kind of the group of actors that they. I are was joking that they would be all white, and they are unfortunately all white. Well, I I kind of picked the people he'd be competing for roles with, presumably. Interesting. I will not dive into that, but yeah, there was not a lot of uh, racially racially diverse options in that age range, though. It's not well, like sure. A, no, not, I'm not like I was cutting a ton of black actors out of that list, but I did focus on the ones that sure. you would presumably be. You know, competing for roles with Hollywood's problem, not yours. So what? Uh, Although I think Hollywood's problem is all our problem. What jumps out to me is that some of these people have, you know, multiple Oscar nominations, like your Bradley Coopers, your Jonah Hills, your I think the they, fact that Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, uh huh. 
has what two, right? I believe two. More Oscar nominations than Jake Gyllenhaal. It's very weird. Why am I alive? Why do I wake up every day? Why do? What are we doing? John Hill, I like quite a bit. I don't care for him. I'm sorry. I'll say it here. I don't care. I don't care for him. That's a bad take. No. I don't care for him. Well, you're wrong. Jonah Hill? Oh, he's outstanding. The director of... What's it called? Skateboarding the movie? <laughs> the 80s? What is it? Uh, 90s? Mid... Mid-90s. Mid-90s? Mid-80s? Oh, Mid-80s? How old do you think he is? Mid-90s. Mid-90s. Oh, God. Don't you... I mean, you know, one of my favorite things... And not to get all licorice pizza here, but... One of my favorite things is when these, like, straight white male directors make these movies about, like, coming of age. And the the biggest struggle, the biggest struggle in their lives is that maybe a girl doesn't like them. Oh! What a hardship. You know, you see this and it's like, well, how did you make it? How did you make it? Wow, so... How did you make it? One of the most, you know, relatable things to a gigantic audience. Not me! Weird. Not me! No, but it's interesting that that... Why are we making movies about that? We're making entire movies about... Wow. Because it's one of the most relatable things that a young man goes through. But, yeah, okay... I had a I had a sandwich for lunch. I'm not making a movie about it. What kind of sandwich? I don't have a sandwich. I wouldn't eat a sandwich. <laughs> I never eat a sandwich. Which of the so where would you rank Jake among this kind of list of contemporaries? Well, number any? one, obviously. There, there's no. I'm, and I'm not saying that like as a joke. Like I, he's number one. Okay, I, that, I guess that's what I was curious about. If you, like it's. Because I, I guess as we've established, and like it's you're not a Gosling guy. No, I love. Uh, well, I, no, I love Ryan Gosling. That was the one that jumped out to me. That's like he would be my number of that list. If you switched every movie that Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Gosling have been in, if you just swap them out in each role, so every Ryan Gosling movie you now have Jake Gyllenhaal in that role, and every Jake Gyllenhaal movie you now have Ryan Gosling. I think in that role. Jake's movies get worse and Ryan's get better. Wait, Jake's movies. So now with Jake in them or now with Jake in them, they get better. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're saying the the Jake, Jake upgrades Ryan's movies. Yeah, I think so. And I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like of that. Yeah. I think they probably both get a little bit worse. <laughs> well, maybe like I can see like oh, yeah. Jake. I don't know. Like can Ryan pull off? Nightcrawler? I can't really see that. Uh, I would be interested. But can Jake pull off Lars and the Real Girl? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I never saw that. What? Really? Yeah. Should I see it? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so good. I'm trying Should... to think of, like, the nightcrawler movie. I guess it's, like, Drive, but he's very... Drive... Yeah, but he's like stoic and silent in Drive, not you like. You know what? Drive. You know, it's funny how Drive. Drive is on that like sh- that short list of like. It's it's Drive. It's like 
Fight Club. It's what else is on this list of like movies that I saw when I was younger. Donnie Darko. Well, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. Uh, yeah. It's of like. like I, actually, guys, I I actually really like movies. I don't know if you've heard of the movie Drive. It's um, like, and may, it's like maybe Pulp Fiction was. Yeah, was like a, maybe. Or or maybe it's Reservoir Dogs. Re- yeah, that's a better one. Yeah, that's a better one. Um, yeah, those movies of like I'm a twenty something male, right? And I love movies, so get on my level. Let's but also, those movies are great. I, I it would be interesting. I I don't. I think because Drive is a movie that I have not seen in a very long, well, very long, but in a long time. I would be interested to see how I felt about it. I watched it. I'm into it. Yeah. I watched it not too okay. long. Ago. All right. All right. Uh, how do you feel about Jake in La La Land? He'd be killer. I don't think he'd be as good as Gosling though. But he could, uh, he could definitely do it. But I, I there's. I agree. I think La La Land yeah. is he. Does he have? Does Jake have the comedic chops? What to in this in like the yes. La La Land sense yes. where that works as well? Yes, he does. As Gosling, yes, yes, he does. He does. I think Jake is. I think Gosling's funnier than Jake. Like he's, a gr- I agree. In like I the agree. nice guys, nice guys. Like I, is, I, Jake is to me is a little more dives into these kind of characters where sure. he just like becomes them almost in a method sort of way and is like he can get weird better than Gosling can. Nice but Gosling does the like Gosling does the like quirk or not quirky the quippy uh-huh. uh, kind of heartthrob role. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that is what. When I look at Jake's career as a as a whole, I'm interested. You looking at Jake's whole? Yes. His whole career. I'm interested that he, because he's such a great looking, charismatic guy. It's surprising to me that he doesn't have more almost basic roles where he's just like well being a movie star. That's exactly right. And, and I, this, this is what I kind of love and respect about him, him and his career so much is that he's. He does so many different and yep. interesting things, but also like once every like five years, I kind of want him to just be like yeah. George Clooney or Brad Pitt or Ryan Gosling, totally like do a agree. role like that where everyone is just like, oh, we, I, just, we just love Jake Gyllenhaal. Totally agree. Totally like, agree. Where's his Ocean's Eleven or something where he's yes. just looking good and just yeah. being charming. and yeah. Totally. Where's his crazy, stupid love? Right. And maybe that's. You know, maybe he's just not into that. He he likes kind of diving in. He's he's kind of a, uh, oh he yeah, he does theater and and you you sense that he's a theater guy in, he, in the way he attacks I, these roles. Listen, if it's not clear at this point, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Who would I rather be on this couch with me right now and have a conversation with? Is it Jake or is it Ryan Gosling? Probably Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But you know, you know, you laid it out there. Like I, I, I think you're exactly right. I think now my he, question about it is, so does he not have that? Let's call it Clooneyism in him, eh. or is he just not interested in it? 
That's it's what I, that's question. what I want to know, and I want to see over the, the whatever those sixteen projects that I. But none of them are right. They're all like I know. They're all you know. It's a really good question. I I I don't know, and I wonder if he has. I wonder if something like now this obviously isn't one of those movies, but Prince of Persia, like uh, does yeah. the epic failure of that lead him away from from choosing things where he's you know just kind of being a movie star and like even in spider-man he's like the bad guy right you know he's and he's not yeah that, that's the only uh superhero movie he's done right yeah it's interesting that he's bare he's just now tip, dipped his toes into those waters like he could have been spider-man oh you know? my god yeah exactly and instead of that he did uh you know rendition and thank god for that <laughs> <laughs> but um like i'm sure the like you know i can't imagine he auditioned for captain america right you know yeah it's yeah it's it's a great point and i think like you know i've listened to him in interviews and stuff and he he's very much an actor right you know he that's that's the family he comes from. Right. He's from an old Hollywood family. That's all he's ever done. That's all he's ever known. And he is that guy. And that's why we love him. But I do agree that it would be nice to see him do something silly every once in a while. Yeah, Not I mean, even silly. Like, Well, we, we meant he only has the one rom-com. Yeah. As, you know, when, when you look through the list, like – you would think there would be he just as like a an actor with an ego he would be like you know what I should do this is a movie where like all women are gonna fall in love with me for for playing this role yeah or even like you know maybe or be this smooth charmer like it just doesn't exist at least and it doesn't even have to be bad like it can there are great romantic comedy like oh this needs hold on <coughs> excuse me great um. Maybe it's just because it's, like, Gosling's on the brain. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, Gyllenhaal and, like, Rachel McAdams and, like, romantic comedy where they're, like... Oh, if you put Gyllenhaal and Rachel McAdams together for something, I'm I'm in. Yeah. Side unseen. Give me a Gyllenhaal, McAdams, like, I put it on Netflix around the holidays and it's about them, like, connecting again at a college reunion. Right. I'm in. Yeah, they, they like, they... They never dated when they were in uh-huh. college together because they were each in different they're relationships. But there was always kind of a thing. No, yeah. Oh. I don't care. Yeah. I'm in. Who's not in for that movie? And give me that. I think I'm the s- answer, unfortunately, is Jake Gyllenhaal is not interested That's in doing That's the thing, that. right. Give <laughs> me that ahead of, you know, unfortunately, the guilty. Ambulance. The guilty. Oh, <laughs> of course, ambulance. Oh, the I can't guilty. wait for ambulance. I think that's the thing, right? It's like he's putting priority on these movies that are quote, unquote, serious but at the end of the day they're movies a lot of nobody really, they're a lot not of them that aren't they're just you know? not particularly I mean, he's taking, memorable right he's taking shots with some of them and, and some of them like i guess the, the counter is like if you you know if he were had gone this route or if he had been in marvel movies or something like that like we would probably have missed on nightcrawler and and you know sure but I, I also think like i think you can have the best i think his career is oh. one of the better and more interesting, re, you know, modern day actor careers. Of course, that's why we're talking about him. It, exactly. it, it's yeah, that's why he does what he does, and that's why I mean he does it well. But I I would like to see him, like his idea of fun is Okja, <laughs> right? You and know? where he he like 
is completely insane and like yeah. just going off the wall with this and yeah. Uh, all right, it's time for the moment everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> we we've we've teased this, and here it is. It's time for the Jake Gyllenhaal hotness movie breakdown. Uh, wait, is, is this is this your hastily prepared top ten? No, no, it, no, no. Oh, this is something else. The hastily prepared top ten is coming up momentarily. But okay, before this we is... get there, we have to talk about what movie is Jake Gyllenhaal the hottest in. This is, and I have a controversial take. Oh no. Okay. Okay. I'm, 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 you're putting me on the spot, but you're also putting me on the spot for something I think about every day. I mean, you famously. I said source said code. Source. I said source code. I think that that's. By the way, while you think about this, I just. Oh, I don't to, have to think about it. I just it, want but... to float out a quote from a recent Jake Gyllenhaal interview. Uh, <laughs> and where okay. he's just. He just knows what he's doing here. Okay. I'm listening. The, the, the headline quote from this, I believe, was the Sunday, the Sunday Times. Uh, women are superior to men. Oh, I saw that's his quote. Which, like, what a legend! He's the best, and he's wearing a phenomenal pink Prada sweater. He's the best. That photo shoot was divine. God, divine! Look oh, at you. Yeah, yeah. Divine. Yeah, what? He's God. All right. Where? What's your? Okay. Which, the... which one stand out as like this is Jake Gyllenhaal at his hottest? The short list for this are. Source code. Okay. <laughs> Southpaw, a movie I've never seen. <laughs> okay. What is, I mean, Brokeback is on the short list. Now with those sideburns. But, you know, it's funny that it's not really, like, he's hot because he's playing gay. Right. And so that just infuses it with something. Uh, He's very hot in love and other drugs. Okay. Uh, no beard in that, right? I think no. he's clean shaven. Yeah. Which, the fact that, like, I, I think we said this last episode, maybe. Or maybe just in talking off the podcast, which we also do. Um, he is the rare person where he is as hot with a beard as without. Uh, not hot. many people can pull that off. He does the beard for him is not a like crutch. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, like he shaves it. He's like, he oh, you're still it. hot. Yeah, he just has a beard and he's also hot. Gotcha. Um, I think he looks better with the beard than without. Personally, I agree. But I'm I agree with you. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's like there are so many examples of like Ugh! right that like me for example. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, what else is on that short list? I would say my uh, I'll give one final one. It's probably You mentioned Jarhead before. Yeah, I was going to yeah, I'll say I'll There's yeah. Enemy. Well, Enemy isn't he's he's hot, but I, yeah, I was uh, I'll say I was going to say Jarhead. I'll say okay. Jarhead. It has to I mean it has to be Jarhead. Here's my controversial take. This is I'm not this is gonna be so stupid. No no no. The answer, unfortunately, is we haven't seen it. Jake Gyllenhaal Wow. Is wow extremely hot. This is huge in every movie basically that he's been in. And as a straight man, I can appreciate he's straight. He's straight. Beautiful. Straight? <laughs> but I went through 
before we started this the podcast. Is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be. I was looking is, at the image section s- on IMDb and I was trying so to be mad. like, all right, which one? Where is where is peak Jake? Which movie is he peak Jake in? And I was scrolling. And I'm like, oh, that one. You know, there was there's love and other drugs, but no beard. Uh, source code. <laughs> you really hung up on the beard. Source code. His hair was a little too short. It wasn't, no, it love wasn't it. peak hair. Love it. Love it. Love it. Jarhead. He's got the buzzed head. No, that's out, obviously. You're really hung up on the hair. Well, he has. Whereas I'm looking south. Jake, <laughs> Jake has great hair. And so I oh. want for my peak Jake, I want it to be peak hair Jake. Okay. So and peak so when hair, I went through Jake, it, okay. that, here's my issue. And this is a, yet another reason why he needs to do one of these movie star movies. He's never been peak mm. in any of the movies. It's a good – you know if what? You I'm at, with you here. If you look at, say, his like, uh, like red carpet Oscar photos of him or appearances on like late night TV shows. This is actually a or, really good point. Or his like photo shoots where he's doing magazine covers. Yeah. That's peak Jake just straight in terms of – of best looking he's ever been. Yep. And he he never checks off peak in each category. Uh, you know, hair, beard, whatever. He never body hits body. He never hits all of those peaks in any single movie. That's a good point. You can piece it together, but it's never all at the same time in a single movie. And that's that's my take is he's never been his best looking in a movie. Wow. You know what? I was not with you at the start of this, but wow, I've never agreed with you more. Thank you. And that's why he need, like you said, that's why he needs to do one of these rom-coms where we fully realize how hot he is. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just needs to do, uh, sorry, you mentioned earlier the one with Gosling and Emma Stone where Gosling is just like. Crazy, stupid love. Yes. Yeah. He, He's just being like, look at how look, great looking That entire that's, movie that's is the about, whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the entire movie is how hot he is. The Jake version of that needs to come soon god but you know what never will it never will it, won't. it never and will that's what i like about him i know exactly he'd much rather look like stressed out and, but you know and what sweating it, the whole time do you know what is or, also or, nice or, about that or uh really skinny and nightcrawler or yeah what's nice about that though is he's sort of like in a little way sort of gets to be our little treat <laughs> you know right he gets to be our little treat also he's really hot in wildlife uh, do I see a still of him in that? The closest I came, by the way, for for each uh each of my check marks being checked, yeah. I think was enemy. Which which one? Which character? I don't remember. <laughs> I was just looking at images. I wasn't. Uh... Yeah, he's. There's something it, 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 he had the beard and the hair, but it, but it still wasn't quite all the way there. There's something about him in Enemy that is not quite there. I think maybe just like the movie itself is like wildlife is is a bad choice. I'm looking at what. Let me see. Now. It's no beard. It's it's not a great haircut. Oh oh. God damn it. Apparently, beard and haircut are my two well, real Jesus trigger Christ, points. I guess. Oh my god. I love. Oh god, I want to watch this movie now. <laughs> You know, obviously he's still a good-looking guy, but that's. I would like to. I w- okay, so I will let's go back. This is not what I remember him looking like in the, <laughs> yeah, in, so you, in the feature film. You projected um, your ideal image of him onto it. Oh, although this is fun to look at. Oh yeah, that's good. Well, pretend you know. Right, I'm, d- I'm down below. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, looking at a, uh, a a gif of him uh, looking like he's getting a blowjob. Yeah. So, in conclusion. Jake, 
first among his contemporaries. You know what I thought of, by the way? Sorry. Uh, he could have nailed, not that I would have wanted to because it's a great movie as is, obviously, but Jake could have done the Leo role in Wolf of Wall Street and been oh yeah fantastic in that yeah for sure well, maybe like now well he, he was well, he was a little young at the time to do it because it's Leo funny is, because think, like 10 he, plus years older than him. he's way more of a leo or he's way more of a dicaprio than he is a gosling yes but i think that we put him sort of like you'd even list leo as one of his contemporaries well leo leo's 46 so he i, I did it within like five years so leo okay was like, so we're a year over yeah but so Jake Jake wants to be Leo. Jake doesn't want to be Ryan. That makes sense to which me. Which is fine. But like Leo's not doing a romantic comedy. Right. You know? Sure. And and it's almost I don't know. I'm not sure if it's unfair that we're sitting here like do a romantic comedy. You're hot. <laughs> right. But like do a romantic comedy. You're hot. <laughs> <laughs> that I think is uh The Jake Rachel McAdams movie? Oh, let's go. What are we doing? Let's go. What are we doing, Hollywood? Uh, real quick, before we... You we, keep saying real quick. <laughs> before we get into the... Hastily prepared hastily top prepared 10, everyone's top 10 new to, favorite to segment the on the show. With, yeah. Uh, I, I just sorted the movies briefly into into categories. I okay. call the top level the, like, the Hall of Famers. Okay. So, the my favorite movies... That Jake has ever been in. I had three. I know what they are. What are they? Brokeback, Zodiac, Nightcrawler. Correct. Uh, and then I had an, the next section down was like the the movies that he did that were, I think were really interesting. Whether they like works or not, it, it, they're cool movies to have in your resume. Yes, but that's your like Donnie Darko's, your Jarheads, your Love and Other Drugs. Your source code, your prisoners, your enemy. Um, I didn't sort every one of these movies, by the way. But uh, and then you're like kind of solid, but well done, good movies. Your brothers, your end of watch, your rendition, mm-hmm. uh, a couple others, and then your LOL category, which included uh, Prince of Persia and Bubble Boy. <laughs> <laughs> to think this all started with Bubble Boy. I mean, <laughs> sort of. But nevertheless, a fascinating career. Bubble Boy. God. Remember the guy in the balloon? Remember Balloon Boy? Oh, Balloon Boy. They ever find him? He ever come down? Yeah, he's still floating. Hmm, good for him. What was that deal? What do you mean? What ultimately was the bubble... I'm sorry, the... <laughs> Well, what was it? it was Bubble Boy too, but what was Balloon Boy's deal? They faked that he had flown away. It was faked, wasn't it? I don't remember. Hold on, I'm gonna. I need to look it up now because great. We're at the two hour mark, so now it's a good time to look up what happened to Balloon Boy. <laughs> well, look, this is important stuff. No, Balloon Boy. The Balloon Boy hoax occurred. Yeah, it was a hoax, October right? October twenty two thousand nine, when a homemade helium filled gas balloon shaped to resemble a silver flying saucer was released into the atmosphere above Fort Collins, Colorado. Then they claimed that their six-year-old son Falcon was trapped inside it. (laughs) Authorities confirmed the balloon reached 7,000 feet during its 90-minute flight. I love Falcon was nicknamed Balloon Boy in the media. 
God, what a story. I lo- wait, but he was in the balloon. No, he was not. There was no. He was not. Falcon was not in the balloon. It was a hoax. I thought the hoax was that they thought it was an accident. Um. Wait, there was no boy in the balloon. Hold on. Da 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 da. da. Suspicions of a hoax soon arise. Soon arise. Uh, later that day, the boy was found hiding in the attic of, <laughs> of, his, of his home where he had been the entire time. Oh, God. Oh, so, I, so I forgot about this. After flying for more than an hour and approximately 50 miles, the balloon landed about 12 miles northeast of Denver International Airport. When Falcon was not found inside it, and it was reported that an object had been seen falling from the balloon, a search was begun for Falcon. What the hell? But he was just hiding in the attic at home the whole time. So what was the idea? That they would just, like, become famous? I mean, it worked, right? Well, sure, but are they in prison? They did spend some time in jail, yes. Wow. Uh, Looks like the dad... So what's that conversation like? You know what? We should pretend... I want to know where Falcon is now. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I bet Falcon's so, he's... so hot. <laughs> is he of age? <laughs> Wait. Hold <laughs> on. Let me see. Falcon. Hold on. Pass is over. I'm, I'm not passing it over. Wait, what? I have a phone. Wait, that's... Balloon Boy Falcon. All right. What is your what is your top ten? Oh yes. While you're looking up Balloon Boy now and whether he's hot, Balloon Boy now. Will I get arrested for searching this? <laughs> oh, okay. So unfortunately, wait. If he was six in two thousand nine, Balloon Boy's dad. Oh, he's eighteen, right? That would be... <laughs> Balloon Boy's dad stands by story ten years after oh, hoax. Never apologize. That's a great move. All right. Here it is, everyone. The moment you've been waiting for. The hastily prepared top 10 of the week. Uh, This week's category is the top 10 actor siblings. Oh, okay. In honor, of course, of Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie, whose name we are now mentioning for the first time two and a half hours into this episode. We love Maggie. Number 10. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Great. Number nine, Joseph and Rafe Fiennes. Sure. Number eight, Liam and Chris Hemsworth. Too low. Way too low. Number seven, Joan and John Cusack. Okay. Yeah. Number six, L and Dakota Fanning. Wow. Number five. The fan is ahead of the Cusacks. So Owen and Luke Wilson. Okay. It's, it's hastily prepared. Uh, number four. This is uh, Jonah Hill and Beanie Feldstein. <laughs> You've already pronounced how much you hate Jonah Hill in this episode. <laughs> but I so love I assume Beanie, you disagree with this, right? I love Beanie. Oh, okay. Beanie's portrayal of Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Not great. Number three. The titular Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Wait, number three? Yeah. Fine. What, do you think that's too low? No. Okay. So I know one of the top Who's the other? Number two. Shirley MacLaine and Warren Beatty. Ah, okay. And number one. It's Ben and Casey Affleck. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> who did you, did you? Who were you thinking? Uh, but no, I was thinking of the of uh, uh, who's number two? <laughs> uh, Warren Beatty and, yeah. and Shirley MacLaine. You know what? It's like the only reason you did this list is to put the Afflecks at number one. <laughs> Casey look, Affleck. Look, we all love Ben Affleck. Casey Affleck, Oscar winner. Uh, they have they have a good resume. You know what else is on his resume? I do. Uh huh. Wasn't he in prison? <laughs> put him in prison. If Balloon Boy's fucking parents spend time in prison, put Casey Affleck in prison. Uh, others who didn't make the list included. Where did it go here? Uh, James and Dave Franco. Well, speaking of uh, problematic, I uh, love Dave. Uh, Emily and Zoe Deschanel. Mm, okay. Uh, I think those are, that was the whole list that I came up with. It's pretty good. I mean, the Affleck's number one is obviously a travesty. When I first read it, it wrote this down, it was initially going to be just siblings, not necessarily sticking with acting. So I had oh. uh, Peyton and Eli Manning <laughs> and Venus and Serena. And I was like, hold on, I got <laughs> I gotta keep this just to acting. This is gonna spiral out of control. Uh, oh, spiral! I get it. From the the Mannings of, from the Book of Saw. Oh. <laughs> we oh right. Monday Night Football will never be the same. Uh, Look, Jake Gyllenhaal, come on the podcast. Honestly, Jake, if you're listening, and I think he probably is. I, I don't know. He, Seems sure, likely. I'm sure he listens. Uh. Yeah, after we've talked about your looks for two hours, um, <laughs> please come on, Jake. All right, I didn't Jake. like that voice. Please stop. Not a fan. Jakey. I think that's it. I think we 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 hit every. I think so too. I'm cranny of the Jake Gyllenhaal experience. Ooh, I'm more interested in that cranny is. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would think so. You know. It's it's an appreciation of a guy whose career I think is really like uh, no other, and I think that that's very commendable. And I'm always excited to see what he's going to do next. Even though we said that the next eleven projects, you know, might leave well, some something. Of them are, look, something Jake to be desired, Bob. I think he's the best actor in the world in Hollywood yeah. at playing obsessive characters. Yeah. For sure. If you need someone who is going to be singularly focused and obsessive to the point of of personal destruction, <laughs> sure. Jake's your man. Yeah, I agree. On that note, we got a big box office weekend ahead of us. <sighs> Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Let's go. Adam's Family 2. And the movie we actually are excited to see. The That's many, right. The Many Saints of Newark. Which Let's we, go. We are planning to discuss on next week's podcast bada bing baby also on next week's podcast jake gyllenhaal uh, will be joining us <laughs> and daniel will be uh sharing his experience at a oh, press yeah. screening for oh yeah <laughs> the movie lamb yeah sorry you're actually listening to a internationally known film uh influencer thank you okay. Some, Went and saw Lamb. Some Portuguese film account is is tweeting out his tweets. Love it. A twenty okay. A twenty four Brazil. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. A twenty four Brazil. Unbelievable. Do you think A twenty four is big in Brazil? No. <laughs> oh well, based on the numbers I'm getting on Twitter, baby. Whoa. 
it's a whole new life, whole new life for me. Uh, but yeah, I did see uh, I did see Lamb last night, uh, and we'll talk about I'm it next week. Excited to hear your thoughts. Talk to uh, Numi Rap. How do you think? How, okay, how do you say her name? Uh, I mean, the I, star of Lamb. First I'm not of talking all, about I, Lamb. I don't say Numi, which I know is like I would have said like I, I would say like Naomi or well, um, yeah. So you're wrong already. Rapace, Rap- Rapace, is Rapace, Rapace, Rapace. Yeah, Rapace. I learned that. And then I Zoomed with her today, and she loved me. Oh, congratulations. I will say, I asked her a question, and she she said, before I answer, I have to tell you that it's a fucking great question. Really? Yep. Wow, look at you. Thank you. Yeah. Do I have the audio from it? Ah, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. This is, it's time to pull the plug. Uh, to quote the great Jake Gyllenhaal. Women are superior to men. <laughs> broken people help broken people. <laughs> we love you, Jake. Good night. Bye.